What up, everybody, and welcome back to the Inside the Multiverse podcast. I am your girl, your host, your homie, Crown Breezy. Listen, I am back with another review of one of my favorite shows that's currently out right now called House of the Dragon. This time, episode three, named Second of His Name. Now, if you haven't heard the first two episode recaps, go back on the page and go and listen to that recap before you come and listen to this episode recap. So before we get into any of this, if you're not following me on any of my socials, please do so. Crown Breezy on Instagram, Miss Breezy Reigns on Twitter. And if it just so happens that you want to come catch your girl over on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Crown Breezy. Come hang out, enjoy the vibes, fun, energy, good a uh, good time overall because we talk a bunch of stuff and i play games over there as well 5 p.m central standard time monday through friday saturdays and sundays are open open to me streaming as well so just be on the lookout and again follow me on my all my socials that are available crown breezy on instagram miss breezy reigns on twitter but enough of me putting out promotions let's get into this next episode episode three second of his name all right so again the title of this episode is called second of his name if y'all remember we have been going through a lot specifically with Rhaenyra Viserys and Daemon Targaryen so we pick up this episode where we see the scene of the stepstones basically on fire and people moving out of the way to just not get killed there is this guy who is talking all this mess to the crab feeder and is like the the sea snake and and, and prince damon are gonna come and do all this stuff to you da, 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 da. and i'm just sitting here like dude the crab feeder don't give a crap he really don't care all he want is for damon and the sea, sea snake to come and just basically get their lives taken away from them the crab feeder again is not even bothered by what's going on between this interaction between the guy and himself he's just busy nailing his hand to a uh wooden post and placing crabs on him i was like oh that is gross oh my god that is gross <sighs> of course then out of nowhere of course this is this is typical of him to do we see a whole dragon just flying by and setting everything on fire like absolutely everything from where he started to where he finished he did it in the whole circle but it's not just any dragon this dragon is none other than Caraxes and his dragon rider prince damon i kind of felt bad for old boy that got his hand <laughs> nailed to nailed to the wooden post simply because the minute Caraxes uh, got onto land, he landed right on him and basically uh, smushed him to death. I was like, dang, that's fucked up. That's messed up. So as after Caraxes and Damon is moving out of the way just to, to find the crab feeder, Damon is calling him out like, come out and fight. I want to kill you. Do, 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 do. 
so at, Damon takes off again on Caraxes and he's flying and, and Caraxes is burning everything in sight, whether it's an object or a person, Caraxes don't care. So as they're flying around, Damon gets hit <clears throat> by a arrow. Now, if you know anything about dragon riders, dragon rider the dragon rider and their dragons are basically tied to each other. So anytime the dragon rider feels anything, the dragon feels it too. So as Damon got hit with the arrow, he screamed out in pain, and Caraxes did the same thing. And so I'm like, well, okay, this is interesting. So they end up flying away and they went off to somewhere to try to get better okay so now we skip apparently we've skipped two years ahead in this episode because we end up at a what is known to be a festival or celebration for if y'all remember Viserys in the last episode Viserys had chosen uh Allison to be the one he was gonna marry so I, obviously it was two years later and she was pregnant and had her fir- the firstborn son, uh, Aegon Targaryen. And at this point she was pregnant again with another baby. So they having a celebration for Prince Aegon. It's his second birthday, second name day, as they said in, in the episode. Uh, yeah, like I said, Prince Aegon, the mother is Alicent, the father is King Viserys. And so, as they're having this celebration, they're saying that the son has Viserys' nose, eyes, hair, all this, and he's like, "Yeah, I know he got he got everything, but he still he got some of his mother's looks too." So, as this is going on, Otto, and I can't remember who the other guy was, but they were having a conversation about the celebration and celebrating Prince Aegon's uh, second name day and. The uh, the guy that Otto was talking to again, I can't remember his name. I think they're related. Anyway, uh, he brings up the fact that he is anticipating King Viserys to name Prince Aegon as heir to the Iron Throne. Otto was like, I don't know if the king gonna see it this way because he adamant on keeping Rhaenyra as heir. The, the man said. Well, it's your job as hand of the king to make him see it. I was like, uh, sir, I understand the policies and the procedures of how it's supposed to go. But when the king makes a decision where he is naming his daughter as heir, it hasn't changed his mind since. It's going to be kind of hard to convince the king to not let his daughter, his oldest daughter, be heir to the throne. So after that whole scene, we switch over and we meet Tylan Lannister. He has a twin. Of course, you met him. Met his twin last week in Jason Lannister. So Tylan brings to, he comes to the king and he brings urgent news from the Stepstones that it, everything is not going the way things are supposed to go, and it, it's not looking good. They need to send need to send help there for Damon and Corliss and the whole, from everybody from Driftmark and the whole royal family from that side of the island. 
here's where I have a whole problem with Viserys. Your brother, I get that he, Damon and Corliss didn't come to you and tell you what they was going to do over in the Stepstones. Now, I, I see both sides. Now, Corliss has been saying since episode one that the crab feeder and the triarchy got to go. Like, it, they have to go before it gets too bad. Viserys wasn't having it. He didn't want to hear it from Thailand. And I was just like, okay. And I, I just, I don't know. I don't know. But Thailand is trying to tell him, hey, that this is becoming a bigger problem that it was originally intended for it to be. Viserys is like, it's been three years. What's three more days? I said, sir, sir, so you rather something happen to your brother than for you to send help right when he needs it. Okay, whatever. So after, after he finishes his conversation with Thailand, he he tells everybody to eat up as much as you can because they're getting ready to go on the hunt. That's part of the celebration for his son's name day. He later asks Lord Strong if he's seen his daughter Rhaenyra. Now, at this point, Rhaenyra, Rhaenyra wants nothing to do with her daddy or her now stepmama, Queen Allison. So, and Lord Strong tells him, how no, I haven't seen her, your grace, because he's considered your grace. Again, like I said, anytime a dragon rider gets hurt, the dragon feels it too. Okay, now we get to Rhaenyra. We get to Rhaenyra. She's sitting in the uh, the garden reading a book. She has one of the music players there with her. He's singing her the song over and over again. And she's just sitting there. It, it's a way of comfort for her to at, sit there as she's reading her book. Now, as this is going on, Queen Alicent shows up very pregnant, wanting to talk to Rhaenyra. They had this little back and forth exchange where they're trying, where Rhaenyra wants to keep the music man with her, but Allison's like, no, you can go. Da, 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 da. So after the guy leaves, Allison tells Rhaenyra that the king wants her to come on the hunt with everyone. He wants her to come. Uh, and that he's requested to see her. At first, she was like, I'm not, I'm not going because I'd rather stay here and read my book where I know I'm comfortable and I just I don't want to go. And of course, by the end of it, she uh Rhaenyra ends up asking Allison, is this the king's command? And she as soon as Allison said yes, she's like, Well, okay, my queen, I'm I'll go. She is at this point, she's still pissed that her not only is her best friend married to her dad she's also having kids by him so i don't know what allison thought i really don't know what allison thought was gonna happen when she talked to Rhaenyra, because Rhaenyra was not wanting to talk to allison at all and i don't blame her because she's like at the end of that episode i really felt bad uh, of episode two i really felt bad 
for Rhaenyra because in your mind, you thinking, oh, okay, cool. Dad finna marry uh, Lady Lena and we finna combine, join the houses. Okay, bet. But when you get into the meeting and your dad do the exact opposite of what you and him talked about, and it just so happens to be your best friend that he wants to wed, I don't see why she thought she was going to get off easy on that. Whew. So, fast forward to them in the carriage heading to uh, the campgrounds for the hunt. Uh, let's see. R- Rhaenyra asks Allison if she should be traveling while pregnant. Uh, to which Allison replies that the Mason said it says it's good for her and that being out in nature would do do some good. So Viserys tells Rhaenyra that she'll end up having her own kids someday. And uh, Rhaenyra's like, uh, nah, fam, I, I don't want that. And for real, for real, but she for real, for real didn't say anything, but she said that in her brain. Viserys says that. Rhaenyra should ride out with him on the hunt. Rhaenyra asks why, and she'd rather not. He asks her how she would like to participate, and she says she's not, she's like, not sure why, she said, she asks while she's not, while she's being asked, like it it was any choice for her, and he ends up telling her that she's, she's his daughter, the princess and that she has duties and she's like as i'm ceaselessly reminded she said it under her breath the first time but he asked her again and she said it loud enough for him to hear and that she knows that it's asked of her and even though she doesn't want to do it and he he said something to her and then she and she said something that made him pause she was like no one is here for me so what exactly are you wanting me to do in this instance they the sayers couldn't say nothing because it was true it's like they're not there for her they're here for her brother oh jesus we'll get to that part in a minute because oh i was like Otto, of all the idiotic shit and forgive me for cussing, but all uh, of all the idiotic mess that you have said in these first couple of episodes, why would you? But anyway, we'll get we'll get to that in just a second. So we arrive to the to the party where they everyone is there uh, celebrating and the arrival of the royal family that includes King Viserys, Queen Alicent, Princess Rhaenyra. Uh, Prince Aegon and everyone that works within the house for them. So, anyway, so as the guy that was telling Otto that he needs to convince the king that Aegon needs to be named heir instead of Rhaenyra was there, and that he he had personally stood there and was like we welcome prince Aegon on his second name day we see rhaenyra walking in to the setup where everybody is she's looking around she really doesn't want to be there because she she's just tired of everything and i don't blame her so she ends up walking into a conversation 
that is about her uncle Damon. And they are basically talking about how they need uh, the king needs to get into this and try to get Damon and Corliss to end what they're doing on the stepstones. Rhaenyra's like, I haven't talked to him in three years and all this other mess. Well, some old lady with a pug with a pug dog. I didn't know they had pug dogs back then. So them dogs is old the old as dirt uh they're having a conversation about what to do with damon and the stepstones and corliss and all this now in the midst of all this jason lannister is there as well and he is trying to court rhaenyra bad move lannister and a targaryen no Heck no. And it took a minute for Rhaenyra to actually catch on to what J- what Jason was doing. But he, first of all, he's a misogynist dummy. That's that's all I got to say about Jason. I just like know that he sound too much like Jamie and, and Cersei put together. And I'm just like, I had enough of him. So moving on to another scene that is happening. The... There's a whole feast going on. People are cooking food and everything looked good. And I wish I was there because it's just a lot going on. We see Rhaenyra walking through, looking around, seeing everything. And guess who comes to court her? None other than Jason Lannister. They have this whole conversation. Even though she's definitely not interested, she she ain't got time. She ain't got time for it. Uh, he offers her some wine. He Rhaenyra fi- figures that he's just being nice. And I'm sitting here like, first of all, there's a rule when it comes to Lannisters. Never trust a Lannister. Period. I don't care if it's Tywin, Jason, Cersei, Jamie, Tywin, Ty- uh, Tyrion, Joffrey. No. Never trust a Lannister. She... <laughs> And after that whole conversation, she actually figures out that her this was her father's doing that she was going to be married off to Jason Lannister. And she was like, oh, no. First of all, I am not doing any of this. He, first of all, the only thing he wants is to get in her pants. That's it. Because the, the way he was looking at her the whole time they was having this conversation, I was like, first of all, I'm uncomfortable for her. And out, honey. Like I said, after that conversation that they had, she soon figured out that he was only wanting her as his lady wife to join their houses. And so that prompts Rhaenyra to go back in the tent, the main tent where the family is. And she confronted her daddy. And I don't, I don't too much blame her. So, cause she walked in there and she's like, she's she like, hold on. So this was your plan all along to marry me off to Lannister without giving me the choice of finding one on my own. Viserys couldn't, he was, he was getting upset, but she was right. Cause she's like, talking about he, he was an excellent match for her and i'm just like how a targaryen and a lannister no so 
she basically told it in the end she basically told her daddy that she did not want to get married. she was like i wish i don't wish to be married he was like even he was not above the the rules and traditions of what he was supposed to do he said it loud enough to where everybody in the tent stopped what they doing they said huh and wanted to hear all the tea i said this this is me in a nutshell it but it, it was just a lot and she she was so pissed off she grabbed a horse and took off so y'all know sir Kristen is her sworn protector to protect her at all times to know where she is at all times and in, in case that she runs off he has to literally go after her he just so happens to see her getting on the horse and taking off on the horse so he has to get the other horse and go behind her he chases her through the woods he chases her through the woods and eventually gets her to stop before she goes into it before she did something stupid i'm gonna get the auto hot towel in a minute or oh, probably in the next episode because baby a lot happened in episode four and I can't wait to tell y'all about it. So, anywho, I'm going to finish Rhaenyra and, and Kristen for a minute. So, Rhaenyra and Kristen basically are having this bonding moment throughout the whole episode where she's asking him, do she think that she would be a great queen and that every would everyone accept her as queen? At first, Kristen didn't really want to answer it, but he in, in the end, he was just like, you will do what's best for the realm and the seven kingdoms and even yourself to make your own legacy and not have to live through your fathers so they eventually make camp where they could uh sleep and eat and just talk while they're talking there is this wild boar that randomly just shows up and attacks Rhaenyra. So uh Kristen stabs it first. But then the boy gets up again and tries to get at Rhaenyra and Rhaenyra basically she went full psycho and was stabbing and was stabbing this wild boar like 30 to 40 times. And I was just like that's her letting all that that pent up frustration that she had she let it all out on that wild boar and i was just like that's a whole g that's a whole g right there i was just like well that's her that's all that anger and frustration that her daddy allison uh being named heir having the pressures of being princess on top of that and having to Mary, because at this point she's of age she's like 17 or 18 at this point so she is of age to find a suitor but she wants to find the right one now i will put this disclaimer out there because again episode four is gonna have a lot of stuff in it the next couple of episodes will feature a bunch of stuff specifically between Rhaenyra and Damon. I'll get into it episode four. Uh, but anyway, 
there's a whole bunch of other stuff that happened in this episode. I'm trying to remember it all. Let's see. Let's see. Let me think. Okay, so Jason, of course, is still wanting to get have Rhaenyra's hand to marry her and that they can join houses or whatever. So Jason brings a gift for, I want to say it's for the king to use, but it's in honor of his son, Prince Aegon. Fast forward, he ends up using the same sphere, spear in the hunt. So they go hunting uh, deer. And during the during that whole gift the the gift giving to the king, Jason basically puts his foot in his mouth, where Viserys ends up realizing that maybe you're not the right match for my daughter. Because you just sound real stupid right now. I'm trying to think. Oh, let's get to this part of this conversation. So after Jason leaves, because Viserys tells him, listen, I thought you was going to be a great match for my daughter. But the way you talking right now, I need you to get out of my face. Otto shows up. I hate Otto Hightower with a passion. I hate, hate, hate Otto Hightower with a passion. Anyway, Viserys and Otto are having this conversation about Rhaenyra finding a suitor. And somewhere down in that conversation, Otto is like, listen, if you want people to stop asking you who do you have for Rhaenyra to marry, this fool offered up her two-year-old brother. Otto tells Viserys, hey, why doesn't Rhaenyra marry Prince Aegon? Sir, first of all, the man is two. Second of all, no. Third of all, that's her brother. Even Viserys was like, no, Aegon's only two. That that's to my will. That's the best way to keep make sure that the crown stays within the Targaryen family. And I'm sitting here like Otto, you are all orchestrating all this to, just to drive this man completely insane, which he's doing every episode up to this point. And I was just like, I know this fool right here ain't ain't telling this man to have his daughter marry his brother. That's just dumb. Just did it, did, did, dumb. So at this point, Viserys basically has gotten drunk. <laughs> Viserys has gotten drunk, people. Viserys has gotten drunk. So fast forward, he is standing in front of this fire with, and is having this moment where he's talking to Allison about everything and how he feels and, and he mentioned a lot of stuff that I, I was glad that he mentioned. He was mentioning that he could see dreams, see visions of what was to come down the line and the and the son, the prince that was promised and all, all this other, the song of ice and fire which episode four puts it all into perspective again 
and he was like, I, I, I don't regret meeting you because you've brought me through so much, but I will never stop loving Emma, which was his wife before she died after trying to have the baby. So, because at this point, uh, again, uh, Viserys is drunk. But Viserys also feels like that he's losing grip. Not not a grip, but he's losing touch with his daughter, Rhaenyra. He's, he's, he feels like he's losing touch with her because she is wanting this, but she also knows that she has to do this to in order to keep the crown with as in the Targaryen family. And I'm just like, this man, this poor man here has been through a lot. Lost his wife, lost his son, is in the possibility of losing his daughter because they their relationship at this point, it 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 was rough. They hadn't spoken to each other off and on and if they do speak she barely speaks to him i thought that was a whole touching moment between allison and viserys but flipping back to the party viserys is having this conversation with another conversation with lord strong about not well initially wanting to match her with jason lannister but they, they he was like i uh-uh, know um and then Lord Strong basically gives the idea to Viserys to go to Corlys and be like, okay, the only way I feel like this is going to work is if you go to Corlys again. I know that's in the next episode, but I'll go ahead and tell y'all. If you go to Corlys again and propose a marriage between Rhaenyra and his eldest son, Prince Lenor, to combine the houses. And it was the last of the old Valerian uh, blood and fa- part of the traditions and, and the family. Viserys is thinking on it. He's like, eh. At first, he didn't want to. But then, of course, later on, he ends up doing it. Yep, talked about that already. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, so later on, we see that Rhaenyra and Kristen come come back from their time in the woods. This time, they come back with the wild boar, and she's got blood all over her. No, before they come, before she comes back, they have a, another moment, like on top of a mountain, and they're again they're just talking, and then all of a sudden they see the white heart, which is the white stag. That is for I can't remember what house that's for. Um, ooh, I can't remember what house it's for, but they saw the white heart, white stag deer. Um, if y'all know which house that is, because I'm still I'm still learning everything as I go. I know the lion is for the Lannisters, the wolf is for the Stark household. Um, the, of course, the dragons are for the Targaryen house. But I don't know. That's I have to figure all that out later. We'll do a whole podcast episode on that too. 
people were absolutely stunned to see Rhaenyra with a whole bunch of blood on the side of her face. And I was just like, she's a Targaryen. That's what they do, honey. Yep, she come back with all that and... Uh, hold on once. Okay, so we fast forward towards the end of the episode and Otto and Allison are having this conversation. Mind you, Otto and Allison are related. That's father and daughter. Of course, Allison is pregnant and, and, all, this, and all this goodness so she'll be having the baby relatively soon. Anyway, the conversation gets interesting because Otto mentions the fact that he wants Prince Aegon to be named heir and not Rhaenyra because he feels like that if Rhaenyra remains heir and she eventually becomes queen things will not things will not be the way that it's supposed to be and, and that will bring down the Targaryen dynasty Allison is like I do not want to take away something that belongs to his eldest child and even Otto was like, listen, I need you to convince the king that Aegon needs to be named heir. I said, listen, Allison told you that the king is adamant on keeping his daughter as heir. Every episode is proven to me why I dislike, why the fuck I dislike Otto Hightower. Every episode thus far has proven to me, and it's five episodes out, but I'm recapping from episode three. Every episode has literally made me look at Otto Hightower like, I do not like you. I will never like you. Ew. Let us see. Oh, we're going to skip that whole conversation between Allison and Viserys because it wasn't it wasn't too much death for real. What's this? Oh, okay. So, Allison and not Allison, Rhaenyra and Viserys are having a conversation the next morning. Of course, as princess and king, they have to have they, they should have these talks every day. So they're having a conversation and. Viserys is like, I don't know what else you want from me because I've tried to help you find a match and great matches at that. But at every turn, you basically spit in my face and it's like, no, I'm not doing this. Duh, 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 duh. So, but the thing is, Rhaenyra feels like that her father is going to replace, at some point, her father is going to replace her as heir. Viserys flat out told her that no matter what, you will be my heir. Hands down, will be my heir. I don't care how many kids I have after you. You are named my heir for a reason. So, long story short with Viserys and Rhaenyra. Viserys ends up telling Rhaenyra that, listen, at this point, you can find your own person to wed and your own suitor because I'm tired of, I'm tired of looking for you I know Allison back somewhere and she tired of looking for you and it was, 
I just I, I at this point I'm just like whatever happens next is just gonna happen next. So we get to the best part of the whole whole episode. We get to the battle of the stepstones. Now we meet. Not only do we meet Prince Lenore for the first time in this show, we also meet Corliss's brother, his twin brother. He said in the first episode, if I remember correctly. And he basically is saying that Damon is the one uh, that is causing them to lose. And and that's why they're not winning. That's why they don't have any help. Oh, let me go back. The king finally sent word to the Stepstones, to Damon, through a messenger that he was going to send ships to help. Now, mind you, Matt Smith again has is doing phenomenally in this show not one piece of dialogue from the time he showed up at the in this particular part of the episode to the end he did not have one piece of dialogue and he this was the best scene out of the whole show so far outside of the stuff with him and Rhaenyra so we get through and he beats the messenger up after reading the message because he felt he feels like that if he wants to go ahead and end it before help shows up, because he wants to have the credit for it. And so what Damon does, he basically plays it to where he is making like he's gonna give up and the crab feeder is about to come and execute him and he ends up get trying to give him the sword. And by that time, I'm like, okay, Damon, uh, I need you to go ahead and execute your plan. Because if this is this is what you meant, I, I don't need you to do it again. So we have this whole back and forth battle where he's slicing and dicing everybody that tries to come to him. During this whole thing, there are people in the mountains shooting arrows at him. He's ducking. He's dodging. Dude. Two, just ducking and dodging the whole time. And they couldn't seem to make any of the arrows hit. I said, ain't this a mess here? And then, of course, at one point, at one point, he does end up getting hit with a arrow. But before any other mess could go down, we had the whole Ar- Driftmark army coming through with dragons and and guns and spears and bows and arrows i said thank you but because i would shut this show down if anything happened to damon targaryen uh and then we see for the first time we see prince lenor on season the uh the, the sea smoke that's the name of the dragon sea smoke and he's yelling out dracarys and burning everything he see, and then the one time at one point he's he the dragon had breathed out fire, and it went in a whole circle. I said, "That's not gang. If that's not gangster, I don't know what that is." So eventually, Damon and the crab feeder come face to face, but inside the cave. So I'm like, "Okay, Damon, at some point, I need you to go in there and get the crab feeder and kill him." Woo. Later on, we see Damon coming out, but I, at first I thought it was Crab Feeder. I'm like, I know god dang well the Crab Feeder ain't killed Damon Targaryen this early in the show. 
No, it's Damon. Damon that came out with the cramp feeder, the top hat, like the t- the body was sliced in half, and he came out with the top half with the head and the uh, left chest and the arm. I said, and then they had this incredible shot of him just like covered in blood, hair, blood all in the hair. I said, is this not a Targaryen for you? But that's the end of the episode. And listen, like I said, no piece of dialogue nowhere in this in this particular part of the show because it didn't need it didn't need it. The actions within the scene told a story, and I'm just I'm glad that we got to see this play out. But that is the end of the episode for House of the Dragon episode three, second of his name all right so we have come to the end of the episode for episode three house of the dragon second of his name next up we have episode four king of the narrow sea this is going to be a lot and i tell this to you it is going to be a lot to deal with in this next episode but we'll get into that in the next episode if you're not following me on any of my socials please do so crown breezy on instagram miss breezy reigns on twitter and if it just so happens you want to come catch a girl over on twitch twitch.tv slash crown breezy monday through friday 5 p.m central standard time sometimes on the weekends just be on the lookout for any notifications for said channel come enjoy the vibes come enjoy the good time the good times we have talking about sports wrestling tv shows and everything else in between Until next time, this has been Inside the Multiverse with your humble host, Crown Breed. Peace.